0: The average person, if you get hurt or you do something dumb or you experience a bad relationship or a bad anything, you remember that and you don't want to do it again. You know, it's kind of like touching the stove. We're programmed to not touch it again that you're going to get burned. That's why it hurts. That's why our memory is there. Memory isn't really to serve the purpose as us being nostalgic. No, memory is there for us to evolve and not do s- the same dumb, deadly things over and over so we can progress forward. Matt's Market Mindset Madness Now this was really interesting because we got to see how these iBuyers operate when things that are not expected happen, like a global pandemic and the giant, most largest economy in the world shutting down they freaked out. That's what they did. And they put these escape clauses in just like iBuyers, all iBuyers, and even these wholesalers, they don't represent you, the seller. They represent themselves, the buyer. Well, these guys did, and they just, for no reason, they could cancel whenever they wanted, and they did. And so there's all these people that were screwed. And for a momentary little blurp of time, people are like, screw you, iBuyers. You're terrible. And I'm going yeah, as a realtor, because I'm like, I don't like you guys, you're competitors, and I don't know where you're taking this. (laughs) Well, that was very short-lived, because clearly everyone during the pandemic quickly realized what their home was, what real estate was, was something so much more than home. It is now a shelter. It is now an office. It is now a classroom. It is everything. It is where we are going to vacation. It is where we are gonna celebrate birthdays, weddings, all of that. So everyone and their mom was like, we need to buy real estate. Conveniently, at the same time, we are seeing the lowest rates we've seen in, in my lifetime. Maybe b- briefly after September 11th, they were really, really low, but something that was offered and touted being offered are these super low interest rates. And that was the catalyst for our real estate storm that we saw. Now, at this point in time, Arizona was, you know, still, you know, kind of fresh off of, of recovering. And just like anyone, just like any, anyone in most anyone, not anyone, but most smart people, most, the average person, if you get hurt or you do something dumb or you experience a bad relationship or a bad anything, you remember that and you don't want to do it again. You know, it's kind of like touching the stove. We're programmed to not touch it again. That you're gonna get burned. That's why it hurts. That's why our memory is there. Memory isn't really to serve the purpose as us being nostalgic. No, memory is there for us to evolve and not do s- the same dumb, deadly things over and over, so we can progress forward. And I think Arizona's real estate market got that in 2008, and really a big dose going into the pandemic and. And people that did lose their homes to foreclosure and short sales, they were not able to purchase again till it was off their credit seven plus years. So a lot of these people were then just putting their toes into the water in 2018, 19, and 20. And they were doing it apprehensively. Like they were scared, rightfully so. And... So they were bitter, of course, when all these investors started jumping in because COVID's happening and you know everyone's buying because we know this is just going up. And people got pissed, okay? People got pissed and rightfully so because these investors were doubling down. These iBuyers were buying everything. And then these iBuyers did something that we never expected, okay? They decided that, oh, wait, we're not just a real estate-based company. No, we're run. We're run like any, any publicly traded company. That we have investors that we need to appease. And what we're now doing is we're competing for market share, and we're competing against other big dogs. So we've got Open Door, Offer Zillow, and they're like, we're gonna compete. And this is where it got shitty. Right at the end of like 2020, 2021. Now you've got Opendoor and Zillow who are competing against each other trying to buy as many properties as they can. Now, in order to buy as many properties as they can, that means they have to pay more than anyone else will for properties in a market that is suffering from a supply issue. So from like, 2000 and like June of 2021 till like December, it was insane. These iBuyers were literally paying anywhere from 10 to 20% above what market value was just to get the property and had nothing to do with the asset, had nothing to do with real estate. It just had to do with them winning and getting market share. And with this approach, just like most business, it's now being, a lot of it is being held by middle management and uh, a lot of snaky shit was happening. Well, then all of a sudden, December, 2021, if everyone remembers, Zillow says, hey, we're exiting the iBuyer. We're not buying anymore. We're walking away from a half a billion dollars. We're taking a loss. I remember going, holy shit. Meanwhile, Opendoor is like, yeah, but they know that they can't do that because they're going, why did our biggest competitor, competitor someone who's even more diverse and has more you know, ancillary streams of, of income related to real estate, not just iBuying, back out? So one side of them, they're cheering because they've won. But the other side, they're going, shit, what did we win? <laughs> uh, it could be a flaming bag. Um, and, and, and that's exactly what it was. So they were real excited. 2022 rolls in, and they just gangbuster. The whole country goes nuts. 2022 from 2000, January 2022 till the second the Fed in May, started saying, "We've got an inflation problem. We're going to fight this with interest rates." Boom, it stopped. Overnight. Boom. And just like in 2008 that I said, a lot of people were like, "All right, well, let's just feel this out or it's not, you know, we can still go. Rates are just trickling up a little bit. And then it started speeding up, and then, boom, it stopped. All investors stopped buying. To this time right now, we are maybe at 5% investor activity as where we were before the Fed started raising their rates. Okay. In 2022, from January to roughly June, we were up 30, mid-30s percent in equity as far as Phoenix Metro goes. That's how much we went up in values. Crazy. Okay. From from June, from, from the summer to the end of the year, we gave back roughly 25% of that to finish off the year at I believe 8% up. We saw that correction. Throughout that time we saw all investors stop purchasing at the beginning of the summer. There was no more activity. Most of the homes that were on the market, these weren't bank-owned homes. These weren't distressed sales like we saw before. No. These were now, <laughs> I buyer owned properties and investor-owned properties that had nothing to do with people that didn't have money. People, people weren't really hurting. So the people that did get stuck and sucked were people that were dealing with death and divorce and, and having to move, and they just had no other choice. This is the interesting thing. Right now, the average homeowner in Arizona has over 50% equity in their home. The average homeowner in Arizona has, a, I believe, a high 3% interest rate 30-year locked in. Okay. We saw a lot of people say, oh shit, we were planning on selling at the top of the market and it came too quick. Let's put our homes in the market in in the summer. And they did. And they quickly realized after it kept dipping, they weren't getting the offers they, they wanted. And a lot of them pulled back and said, why would we panic sell? Why would we sell when we don't need to sell when we could just rent? Okay. So at this time, we saw our inventory going up. Um like 300, 400 percent from like 5,000 units to, we're going to say the highest we saw, which was in the end of October of 2022, not even a few months ago. And that was at, I calculated, it was at, I just look at um, what's for sale in Maricopa and Pinal County. We had 19,800 units. That's the highest I saw. Okay. Right before that, we saw a bunch that were being taken off and it was fluctuating, And what happened was is a lot of them went to turn into rentals because they're like, why would we do that? Well, that big blurb, that big rush affected our rental market really quickly. So at the same time, people are like, our rental market's crashing because now there's a lot available and our real estate market's crashing. Oh, it's the perfect storm. It's 2008. No, no, no. It was an anomaly because the rental market was affected for approximately just under a month, 30 days. If you were looking to rent a place between the end of October and the middle to end of December range, you got a fair deal. You were able to kind of negotiate with landlords. It's not like that anymore. That's inventory is all gone. We are now back to where we were before. There is not a lot. It's still competitive um, as far as the rental market goes. And the rental market says everything about our real estate market. It says how much people are going to pay for homeownership and what's it worth it to them. And we can look at those rental rates and then correlate them to what a mortgage rate would be on a like product at today's rates. And guess what? They're perfectly aligned right around that six and a half range. So that takes us to where we are right now. Okay, Where we are right now, as I just checked before we did this, we now have 14,200 homes on the market. We've dropped almost 30, well, a little over 30% in inventory from October, which was a, well, 90 days ago, 100, 100 plus days ago. That's crazy. That's all while rates are going up astronomically. Okay, Right now, our inventory has dropped to the point where all the inventory that's existing is these iBuyer stuff that's just, it's, they're turds, honestly. A lot of them need a lot of work. Um, yet they are not desperate enough to let it go for another investor to pick it up to justify putting in that work. Okay, so they're just sitting. But what we do have is we have a good group of buyers right now that are moving here because of jobs, or they're just moving and they realize, hey, I'm going to be here for a long time and I'm not going to trip over prices and I'm not going to trip over rates. said it before. You marry the house, you date the rate. And that's what they're doing. And that's where I do believe a lot of consumers that are, you know, that might have to take that risk in purchasing that home at that higher rate, but they want to get in and beat the rushes, this is the time to buy. We are seeing demand pick up. We are getting multiple offers on our properties again. If they're turnkey and they're priced right, we will get multiple offers. Our luxury market in Arizona Arizona did not get touched. Okay, they finished off 2022 at 33%. Okay, these luxury homes are not just secondary residents these are primary residents these are primary residents of people moving here for great jobs or people starting great businesses or people relocating their whole entire business from other states that's big for our economy that tells us a lot in 2008 our luxury market got crushed our luxury market wasn't really made up of owner occupants it was made up of secondary residences and people speculating and a lot of the people that were jumping in was pure speculation, and that's why it got crushed. Because they had crazy loans of 0% down and they were just planning on it going up. Not anymore. These guys that are buying are putting 20, 50%. A lot of them are cash buyers buying $10 million homes. That's confidence. That's confidence not right now, that's confidence in the future. Right now what we have is a supply issue, we're dipping. When we went into the pandemic in 2020, we had roughly 18,000 homes, 17, 18,000 homes on the market, right? Not even 100 days we were down to just under 10,000. We dropped over 50% in inventory in the middle of a global pandemic, okay? What do you think is gonna happen when the Fed says in the next two to three months which is inevitable i think right before the summer that okay we've done what we can do with inflation and the mortgage industry and mortgage rates respond favorably by dropping to mid to low fives everyone and their mom is going to be jumping on this wagon of purchasing real estate in arizona everyone not only just homeowners but investors and I guarantee we're going to see our inventory just drop. And then the second our inventory drops to that low point again and we're in that type of seller's market, good luck. You know what I mean? If you were waiting for this right time to purchase, it's it's not going to happen. Now, granted, I, I can say this and I'm not planning for, you know, one of these Chinese weather balloons that are floating over to drop some sort of bomb or some crazy super volcano or crazy earthquake or tsunami no all that could just have effect anyways and we were screwed regardless but as far as where we're going when everyone's trending that once we get through this little brief period time of correction everyone says we're going to be very very much fruitful and heading into the rest of the decade on a very upward trajectory now when you look at all these states around Arizona that are doubling down on their policies and they're really not helping out small business or they're really not helping out large business. They're coming here. When you start to look at Arizona and how close we are to the Mexican border and how America now is really shifting what they see our ties with Mexico being over the next decade, two decades, three decades, that should get your attention. You know, they're already doing it. They're saying, hey, we don't wanna invest in our manufacturing in China. Why would we do that? Let's do that in Mexico. Well, guess what? We share a border, and I do believe that that's going to be very fruitful. Look at what's happening with Taiwanese chip manufacturer, TSMC. It's, it's insane. $40 billion being invested here in Phoenix. The ancillary industry, the, the expertise that's going to come with our new labor force is going to be amazing. ASU's already doubled down, too. They're actually now recruited some of the best, brightest engineers from Taiwan to come over and be professors. So they're they're already starting to kind of incubate, you know, the young to invest their lives into Arizona and its future. So when we see these fearful tactics coming out and stating that Arizona's going to see 2008 again, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. We're not going to see 2008 we might see some correction, we might see some stumbling. But right now, I'll tell you, if we see blood in the streets and we do see layoffs and we do see hard times, what do you think people are gonna give up first? Are they gonna give up their house that still has 50% equity? Even if we were to lose 20%, they still have 20% equity. No. Locked in at a historically low rate, 30% interest rate that they wouldn't even be able to match in rentals. They're not giving up that. They would give up the car. They'd give up the lifestyle. They would give up everything, probably kids, wife, whatever, before they would give up the house. And when we're looking at where we're at with an inventory issue, a supply issue, we're not going to see those drastic drops because no one's going to be panic-selling. That's it. No one's going to give it up. So that's where I, I i i really think people should put weight into when they're considering what's going on with Arizona's real estate market, okay? Because if you're a buyer, if you're anyone that's saying, hey, um, maybe you already own a home and you're like, hey, I'm in my 30s and 40s and I have no real estate in my portfolio. Well, guess what? You should start thinking about that. If you live in Arizona, freaking blessing. You should be really thinking about how you keep the home that you're in now, turn that into a rental and you purchase your next home to live in. If you don't own any real estate right now and you're like, well, I don't know, maybe I just need a lock and leave, I'm a younger, Younger generation, I want to travel. Well, great. Buy a home and rent it out. Have something in your real estate portfolio. Invest in Arizona, because I'll tell you what. I have a I have a strong feeling that um, within these these next few months, this is the time to buy. These are going to be the lows that we're going to see, and uh, and I think that's true, very very much so. And I'm I'm, I'm doubling down on my own words and and, and doing it myself. So. If anyone has any thoughts, questions, concerns, anything, shoot me a text, even if it's to pick on me. I love it. Give me any comments, feedbacks, whether you're listening to this on YouTube, if you're listening it just as the audio version on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Make sure you're like, you're subscribing. If you've got friends, you've got family, whether they live here or they live out of state and they're thinking about purchasing or they're thinking about renting or they're even thinking about getting into real estate, selling as an agent. Have them reach out to me, reach out to me, share this information to them. Be a good friend, be a good family member. Don't leave them hanging. Don't leave them out there to to digest all this fake news, the stuff that's just going to make them fearful and and not take action because right now is a, a, a time to take action. So anyways, guys, always a pleasure until next time.